This episode is brought to you by the Shop 1 in 5 Pledge. We believe that when you purchase from a small online or offline business, your dollar goes further. Hey friends, Mina and I created the Shop 1 in 5 Pledge, and we're inviting you to take it with us. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. It's a way to make an impact together where and when it matters most. Because the truth is, your purchasing power matters now more than ever. Head to shop1in5.com to take the pledge. Make that commitment to shop one in five of your purchases towards a small business. We also invite you to shop the directory if you don't know where to find other small businesses. It's right there on the page. And we're asking for you to share the pledge. Imagine if each of us told three to four people about the Shop 1 in 5 pledge. It would be an incredible and life-changing for so many small businesses. Tell your friends, your family, and your social network. It costs nothing extra and makes a world of difference. Our purchases have the ability to change lives. Okay, let's jump in. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sitap, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. And introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my awesome co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sitap. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. All right, friends. So we have kicked off our workshop series. This is an incredible series. We're so excited. We've met so many new product-based business owners. We have our multi-stream machine students in there, our masterminders. And so if you haven't heard about it just yet, we have the Product Boss's Guide to Getting Holiday Ready. It is our exclusive free workshop series to help product-based business owners prepare for their busiest time of year. So make sure to go to the show notes, click the link, get signed up. It's totally free. You still have access to our very first workshop was take your to-do list to done, where we shared the six-step done process for getting or sorry, the six step, yeah, done process for getting more done in less time. And we are getting so much feedback, but people are mm-hmm. loving it. Right. They've already gotten their time back now. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then this one this week is the maker's guide to scaling, where we're going to teach the secrets to scaling your handmade product business, which is what inspired this episode, where we're going to talk about debunking the myth around makers scaling their businesses because we've heard all sorts of sayings, my maker friends. Yeah. But before we get into the episode, I want to make sure that for all of you that are in the workshop series, whether you're a manufacturer, a reseller, even if you don't hand make your businesses, all of these concepts are really really foundational concepts that you need to know in order to scale your business in an easy way. So make sure you show up. We do it in a really fun way and we want to see all of you there. So we are super excited for that. And it's totally free. So let's work together. Mina and I are in our live. Like we get to work on your businesses together. Let's do this. So, all right. So the myths. So what are some myths you've heard like from makers? Because I think about 50% of our audience are actually makers. Yeah. So what what are some things that, you know, one thing everyone, you know, that makers got to make, right? Yeah. Makers got to make. And we could take it a step further. Makers got to make with their own two hands. Or else they've, you know 
I don't know. Um, They've like shunned the community yeah. and like they're like being sent they to They betrayed the- their souls or yeah. something, you know? So makers got to make, you know, and that really becomes a limiting belief that they have. And we've done an episode about this before where we talk about the limiting beliefs of makers. It was a super popular episode mm-hmm. because there was a lot of people that resonated with that. They they had that struggle of of understanding like, what is it that I need to do as a mental shift in order to be able to grow my business? Because I'm the only one holding myself back. Mm-hmm. Another one is makers can't be millionaires. I've heard that yeah. one too, where it's like, there's no way. Like they, like I think it feels crushing if you say like, would you like a million dollar business? And a maker's like, oh, no, no, no. Uh-huh. Like it's a physical reaction because they're like, how could I ever? Like I don't have enough hours in the day to make a million dollars worth of product to sell, right? $100,000, million dollars, whatever that revenue number is, people freak out when we talk about scaling their businesses because they're so afraid that, it's it's going to cripple them, that it's going to take them out of their life, that the reason they became business owners in the first place was that they could have the freedom of their schedule. And this is actually going to take that all away. Yeah. So I think we should focus on those two because okay. those are really like the crux of what we're, we're talking about. They are really the things that hold people back. So the mm-hmm. first one was makers got to make and I got to make with my own two hands. And we want to debunk that first. I need to make first. Ev- everything, everything all or of else you know, they will not be considered a maker. Right. And so I think that the first part of that, you know, makers got to make, I mean, everything is handmade. I mean, yeah, people, you know, coming from fashion, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm fashion designer. I've produced over like a thousand different, different startup fashion brands. If you don't know that already. And the thing is, is that people are like, well, I want to be a handmade fashion business. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it might, I like, I questioned them back. I'm like, well, what does that mean? You know? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, I want it to be handmade. I'm like, well, I manufacture. So I've manufactured apparel and mm-hmm. it is handmade. It's just not your own two hands. Right. There are other people out there, either whether they're cutting with scissors or they're cutting with or a their machine. Or their tool is a machine. Yeah. But still there's a human being operating it. If there's sewers and sewing factories. They're and not floors, using just a string and a needle. They're using... A sewing machine. Yeah, but there's a human being with two, <laughs> you know, maybe two hands, you know, like there's somebody behind there sewing your stuff. And right. I'm talking, I did domestic manufacturing. So everything was made in the US. We were employing our neighbors and our yeah. community, but it was at a bigger scale, right? Versus you maybe sitting at home in your studio or getting a sewist that's down the street. So, yeah. so whenever I, I'd love to challenge whatever, you know, business you're in, whatever you make, to think about that and think like, yes, okay, so I'm going to go back to candles because we love mm-hmm. to go to candles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are big, big facilities that maybe have candles that are like on one of those like manufacturing plant, like... um Assembly line. Assembly line, thank you. That maybe has something that squirts the wax into the jar uh-huh. and then a label maker thing. There are still people making it, right? Uh-huh. So maybe, yeah, maybe that's not hand handmade. Maybe it's not hand poured candles, but do you know how many big businesses that I buy candles from that say hand poured candles? Yeah. That is a person. There is a human being that you've employed to help you make that. Right. So I think it's just asking yourself why you're so attached to that. Mm -hmm. You know, is it, do you feel like there's an identity thing? Are you going against everything you believe? Because there is really this core of it where as a business, you will need to figure out a way in order to make money from your trade. Mm -hmm. And as a business, 
Yeah, you just need to figure out how to make money. And like your, your goal is to make money. Yeah, and that is okay. Otherwise, go outside your house right now. Take your candles, your jewelry, your clothing, your pottery, whatever it is, and just go hand them out to everyone walking their dogs. Just go yeah. give them away. Or would you like to exchange that? Would you like to have some sort of exchange for money, which is typically why we've all started mm-hmm. our own businesses is that we would like to make our own revenue, to pay ourselves salaries that we maybe wouldn't get in, you know, working for somebody yeah. else. Um, to make our own schedules. And how do you make your own schedule? So we talked about this the other day. Yeah. The craziest thing about entrepreneurs is that we leave 40 hour careers. We're like, we don't, we don't want to work for the man or the uh-huh. woman, right? Like, uh-huh. like 40 hours a week, like whatever. I want to make my own schedule. Uh-huh. Hands up if you're like, like us, where it's like you leave that 40 hour job just to take on a 120 hour job, which yeah. is your business, right? For sure. But it's, but how do you get that freedom of time? We, well, you need to scale. And we have a whole episode called Scaling Handmade, but to buy back your time eventually will be that you scale in different ways, whether you hire a team member or um, you outsource a component of it. We have an entire, you know, an entire episode dedicated to this, plus this workshop on like sharing more secrets on how to scale your handmade business. Um, but that's how you get your time back, right? Because time is a limited resource. You yeah. can always make more money, but time is limited. And we're not talking mass manufacturing here. There's plenty of businesses that are small batch, but they understand pricing. Mm-hmm. They understand sourcing their raw goods. Mm-hmm. They understand getting to a certain point where there's you know, a, a certain portion of your product line that has to be this way or another one that has to be this way. They're not so attached to only one way, only with my hands, only like this. Mm-hmm. You know, And mm-hmm. I think that is really a myth that people tell themselves is that it can only be done this way. Right. So I want you to take a breath, friends, because I remember when Etsy started, the rule was it had to be handmade. Like it had to be your own two hands. Like you couldn't have anything manufactured. Uh And also like people now sell other things on Etsy and they've even changed it. Yeah. There was no way we work with the top 1% of Etsy. Some of our students and some of our masterminders, we have students in multi-stream machine mm-hmm. that are top 1% of Etsy that have come over because we're helping them scale their handmade businesses on other platforms, right? For more profit. We have masterminders that started off on Etsy that, you know, became the top 1%. We have someone uh-huh. um, right now we have Copper Hummingbird who Etsy's like, Etsy's promoting her stuff everywhere. She's like, top, Mm -hmm. top, top of her category. And she's there and she's doing such a great job and she's a handmade business, but she needs help. Right. And so, and Etsy knew that too. Like Etsy wants to make money. They make money off of all of your businesses. That's why they promote her. They know, you know, they're not doing it for Nancy. They're doing it for themselves. Yeah. They're like, she's selling well. Oh, let's promote her so we can make more of that 5% of the revenue that she makes. Right. Yeah. But the thing I love about Nancy and Copper Hummingbird, as we were talking about, she's our masterminder, is that she didn't let that Etsy mindset determined what she was going to do. Mm -hmm. She worked with, she's working with us to help scale her business. And it's outside of that myth that a lot of Etsy people start with and they continue on with always has to be made by my own two hands always in this one way. And this isn't to say that we don't, when we do our lives with our multi-stream machine students, or when we go um, live every week with our masterminders and we're all on video on our masterminds. And it's not to say that we don't see all of them working while they're listening, right? <laughs> You've got Etsy. Curling, I mean, they have the time. you got Nancy yeah. um, curling wires around her hands. You've got Brooke knitting hats. You have people, you know, it's not to say that they're not all still making because there's still a component, especially of our masterminders that are handmade businesses that, you know, they're, they are scaling and they haven't hired all the team members yet. It takes a while, a very a long while to mm-hmm. get there where you pull yourself out of some of the 
the doing and you step into that role of CEO or boss of your business, but but they're not doing it all anymore. Like they're able to bring, they're able to have like half a million dollar businesses, you know, mm-hmm. $250,000 businesses, million dollar businesses, multi-million dollar businesses. We work with people who make between 10, uh, two to $10 million, mm-hmm. still completely handmade businesses, but you bet your bottom dollar that the owner is not the one making $10 million worth of product. With yeah, two not hands. by themselves, Mm-mm. certainly. No, she's got a team and yeah. she's able to employ other and makers. Probably not her entire product line either. Mm-hmm. And what's cool about that is like, and we've heard this from our masterminders specifically, is that what's so exciting is they're able to employ other makers that mm-hmm. can do a trade or a craft and and they're able an to art. an art and they're able to give them jobs, just yeah. like um, Pet Paintings by Nicole. Yeah. She's a painter. She does custom pet portraits and she's done so amazing. She's a multi-stream machine student Yeah, now in masterminds with us. And she's been able to scale her like one of a kind, you know, you send in a picture of your dog, she'll paint them on some vans for you. Uh-huh. Or a jean jacket. She's still painting, but she's able to hire production artists to help her get components of it done so yeah. that she can scale. Right. Hey, product boss. Can you believe it's already time to start gearing up for the holiday season? The busiest time for product bosses is coming up fast and we want to help you get ready to make it your best one yet. Because if you're being honest and we're being honest right about now, you might feel like you hardly have enough time as it is. How are you supposed to fit a hundred hours into 40? How can you get all the things done? You're not sure your business can handle the influx of the holiday season. You'd love to scale, but how are you supposed to do that? Especially if you're making everything yourself. And you're not even sure what to focus on. Which products should you be highlighting? How many do you really need? Is there a way to scale without offering a hundred options? And spoiler alert, yes, there is. Well, you're not alone, friend. So many product bosses feel this way, especially toward the end of the year. And we're here to help. That's why we created our upcoming free workshop series, The Product Boss's Guide to Getting Holiday Ready. We're hosting three free workshops where we're sharing some of the biggest tips and tricks on how to prepare yourself and your business so you can make the most of the profit pop at the end of the year. We want to help you gear up for the busiest time of year so you can crush those goals and make your holiday season the best one yet without the overwhelm because we know you want to enjoy the holidays too. So. Head to rockyourholidaypromotions.com slash free dash workshop. And yes, that's a mouthful. So the easier thing to do would just be click on the link in the show notes. And let's gear up for the end of the year together. And what was the second myth that we went over? Makers cannot be millionaires, oh, which we gosh. kind of also kind of just went through a little. Yeah, this one is always mm-hmm. a big one. I um, think because it's also overwhelming. Yeah. They've never seen it. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are like, I've never seen a maker be a millionaire. It's impossible. Like it's like a unicorn. Right. You know? Yeah. And you know why you haven't seen it? Because you haven't been in a community surrounded by other makers that are making money. Right. Yeah. You're not looking in the right places. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, and I think that's a big reason. I think that's a huge thing that our students say, especially the multi-stream machine students, because that's initially their first way that they're working with us outside of our free workshop series or challenges. And they're, 
finally surrounded by other product bosses from all different ways. Like we've got manufacturers in there, retailers, Mm -hmm. makers, all different types of businesses, which is incredible because they create their own little pods within multi-shoe machine. Yeah, They encourage each other, they share stuff. And then they finally feel like I'm not alone in how I feel about this. I'm not alone in my approach to this. When they kind of go, a lot of them go out Mm -hmm. of multi-shoe machine and enter into our masterminds. That's when we kind of really dig into numbers Uh and we're transparent and we share. And then, you know, we have different uh, revenues in there and we have, you know, people who are just under a hundred thousand dollars all the way to like $15 million businesses. And they get to kind of peek behind the scenes and see how they've grown. Right. I mean, it's kind of like the law of exposure, right? Mm -hmm. You really are confined to what you've been exposed to a lot of times, unless you take the step towards seeing what else is out there. You know, are there different ways? Are there people doing it in this way? Think of like the Olympics, right? The Olympics is going on. Mm-hmm. And there's people who are interested in pole vaulting and they they start working on it. And then they get to a certain level because they work on it by themselves. Then they might get a Olympic level coach, right? Usually you start with a regular coach and then they get Olympic level coach. Then that coach helps them to a certain extent. And then that coach helps them get around other Olympic level pole vaulters. So imagine like the up-leveling each other mm-hmm. and just being exposed to that. That is the best in the game in a, in a way, right? Like they're the people that have really committed to being better and improving at what they're doing. And I think it's, it's hard because Sometimes, and especially I'm going to just say it, like women and women in business, there aren't always a lot of examples out there like to follow. I think we're seeing it now that, that people are becoming more transparent with how they got there. Like we like to talk about Sarah Blakely with um, Spanx because she really was very transparent about her growth and her Mm -hmm. struggle and like how she selling Spanx out of her trunk of her car versus like those of you that are in Rocker Holly Promotions Challenge with us and, you know, you've done challenges. I like to reference back to um, Juicy Couture and the two women that started that. Well, that was a huge, at least in the fashion industry, that was huge when they were bought out. They mm-hmm. they sold the company. I think it was like $200 million. Like, I don't know, it's probably 20 years ago. Yeah, now. which is equivalent to a trillion dollars now. <laughs> $100 trillion. <laughs> um, but they sold it. But you know what? We don't, I don't think that they've ever, and you guys can let me know if I'm wrong on this, but I don't think that they've ever shared that story on mm-hmm. how they did it. Yeah. And what it took to get there and how they leaned into their bestseller and mm-hmm. like, which was that, you know, velour tracksuit that a lot of us had if you're my age. And how they did that and then how they got approached. We had Jamie Kern Lima on, who mm-hmm. has been so transparent when she built um believe or she wrote the book Believe It. And she talked about her mindset and her journey and her tr- her struggles with growing the business with her husband and how she did actually sell it for one billion dollars. Yeah. So she started it cosmetics. So mm-hmm. she really was transparent and it really gives you an example of what can be done. One of our biggest liked, shared, commented quotes on Instagram was, she's not your competition. She's proof that it can be done. Mm-hmm. I think we all have to keep that in mind when we're we're starting to feel like it, it can't be done or that um, um, we're starting to feel like they had something special that I didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times when people don't share transparently, you're looking at Juicy Couture, you're looking at Sarah Blakely, you're like, they got something that I did not have. Yeah. And so unless they're transparent, you don't realize those are ordinary people. You know, Sarah, um, uh, Jamie Kern Lima was working out of her living room, had $1,000 in her bank account. Mm-hmm. She talks about this in her episode with us. So make sure you guys go listen to that. But really she started right where you are now, Mm -hmm. she made it into what she did. So it can be done and it takes 
a woman sharing her story in order for other women to know, wow, I can't believe that it can be done. They didn't have all these special things. They started with the same struggles that I did. Right. And you want to surround yourself with that, which is really actually the whole reason Mina and I started the product class was to create community around product-based business owners. So with that said, I think another thing to think about for those of you out there that are not makers, right? Maybe you're a manufacturer, you're a retailer, all these other things. So if you listen to Jamie Karen Lima, right? And you listen to her, yeah, no, she wasn't mixing foundation in her kitchen right. and pouring it into tubes. She did her, she decided to manufacture. So she doesn't, I don't know if she shares that exactly, but like how she ended up, you know, creating the formulas, but she, she did that and she manufactured. Mm-hmm. She still used up all the hours in her day. Yeah. Plus some, right? She still hired her friend and her husband was helping her and all these things. And she was still using her two hands to build this business. Mm -hmm. So take the word out of makers and just think, you know, it's the product bosses, the product boss, right? Demunking the myth. Demunking. (laughs) Demunking the myth. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to say maker at the same time. All the words came together. But the idea here is it's just debunking the myth that product bosses can't scale their their business, right? Like yeah. That product bosses are, are that it's hard as a small business building a business out of your home that you may never get to that revenue level or that salary that you've always dreamed of taking home and all those things. And there's just the possibility is endless. You just need to be you just need to be shown examples mm-hmm. of it. And how do you get shown examples? Well you join communities like ours, right? Yeah. You get into this workshop series and, you, and you're part of this workshop and people are going to talk about how they've done it. You listen to this podcast and the interviews that we bring to and you. And you share it. And you share. Because makers going to make around a lot of other makers. So right. if you know that that's a thing that happens with a lot of people, which we we for sure see it everywhere um, in the maker sphere, in the manufacturing sphere, in the reseller sphere, is that we all need to know we can make a million dollars. You know, even if you don't want to make a million dollars, you can if you wanted to. So I've got the new things for you guys to, to put in your head, right? Mm-hmm. Makers got to make with help, mm-hmm. right? Makers got to make with help. Makers can be millionaires with help. Yeah. Right? Go get help. Go take a course, join one of our courses, be in our free workshop series. And be helpful. Be so help there's each another other. maker out there. You say, listen to this podcast. Yeah. It would be great. It's for makers, manufacturers. It's for product bosses. Right. Get in communities. Um, be around people that get you, you know, uh, what else? Like hire people when you need help, especially we're heading into the holiday season. You may end up asking, you know, getting temporary help for the season. But what I what I think the the gist of this is that. You can do everything. You can't do it all at once and you don't have to do it alone. And that's why you're here with us, right? So if you have liked this episode and you are loving it, make sure my friends to join our free workshop series. Remember it's the product boss's guide to getting holiday ready. It's our exclusive free workshop series to help you product-based business owners prepare for the busiest time of year. This is, you know, this is, this is it. We're here. We're in it with you. There is going to be some crazy spending at the end of this year. Consumers, are going to be buying and are you ready for it? So make sure to sign up for the workshop series, totally free. And when you do, you will also get access to Rocker Holiday Promotions Challenge, which starts on September 13th. So we'll see you inside. Yeah, we'll see you inside. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. 
And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive, and we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts, and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us. This episode is brought to you by the Shop One in Five Pledge. We believe that when you purchase from a small online or offline business, your dollar goes further. Hey friends, Mina and I created the Shop One in Five Pledge and we're inviting you to take the pledge with us. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business, online or offline. It's a way to make an impact together where and when it matters most, because the truth is your purchasing power matters now more than ever. We're inviting you to take the pledge. If you head to shop one in five.com, the link is in the show notes. And when you get there, please make sure to share the pledge with your friends, your family, and your customers. Let's invite everyone to take the shop one in five pledge so that we can all use our purchasing power to change lives.